but I'm pretty certain that if I was doing traditional strength training, you know, both feet flat on the ground, barbell on my back, squatting, bench pressing, bicep curling, all this stuff, you know, some lunges here and there as quote unquote auxiliary work, I think I would have actually struggled more for my recovery. And uh, to be honest with you, this whole experience of breaking my ankle and recovering went so smooth. It didn't take me long to get back up on my feet and it didn't take me long to start training again. And all of a sudden it's like, I walk and I forget which ankle I broke. Hello everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of the Fitness Lying Down podcast, where I am your host and owner extraordinaire, Corey Cry. Um, first of all, plug, shameless plug, but I should be allowed to do this because this is the Fitness Lying Down podcast and I happen to be the owner and creator of Fitness Lying Down. So I need to tell you about this and I want you to mark this on your calendars. October 8th, 2022. This is a beautiful time to come and visit Wisconsin. It's the start of fall to some degree, um, and the leaves could be turning colors. There could be a nice crispness in the air. You don't have to deal with the heat and the humidity of the summer. But also in lacrosse at Fitness Line Down is going to be the DVRT restoration course. Now, this is very exciting. So for anybody out there, once again, if you're a fitness professional, if you are a fitness enthusiast, if you are a clinician, if you're a chiropractor, if you're a PT, maybe, maybe you know of a chiropractor or a PT that's really interested in DVRT, this would have been their time to come and explore more of how we train and treat those restorative exercises. This is where I love to say it this way. The science of human movement is met with fitness. And we all know those clinicians, they mean well, they, they do their jobs, but we can actually help out on the fitness front and alleviate them a little bit because they're overworked, they're overburdened. And we can actually create better strength for our clients and better solutions so they have better movement. So they don't have to see the PTs and the chiropractors as often as they would. And think about it this way. The best way you can save on dental bills is to keep your mouth clean. So what do you do daily? You brush. Maybe you mouthwash. Maybe you floss. But at the minimum, you're brushing at least twice a day. And that helps with the, the dental hygiene. And by doing this, you only have to see your dentist a couple of times a year at best. That's what I do, six, six months apart, right? Now, if I wasn't keeping up with my brushing, and maybe I'm starting to build cavities and plaque and things like this, or I build up plaque and I get cavities, I forget how this goes. Now I have to go see them more often. Maybe I need a tooth extraction. Maybe, maybe I need fillings. That becomes expensive, right? It's expensive to go. It takes time out of my day. But if I can do the minimum, and I can brush, floss if necessary, mouthwash, then I get to save. I get to save money. I get to save time. So the DVRT restoration, let's just be honest. Most of us, we're not in an environment that promotes healthy movement. We're usually cramped in a chair. We're limited in our movement. We're usually spent in front of a camera, in front of a screen. We're typing, so we're over-repetitive. different things like that. But if we can start introducing better ways to move things that maybe aren't going to be a full out workout, but they might be able to, well, that might be, they will, they will offer you the opportunity to restore authentic human movement by reestablishing, restoring core strength. As we talked about before, I know I've said this many times in this podcast, 
proximal stability will give you distal mobility. So what does that mean? If I can be stronger, if I can be more stable in my core, I'm going to be allowed more mobility in like my hips and shoulders. And then what's going to happen there? By having more authentic human movement patterns, by being able to be stronger, I'm not going to have to rely on compensation. This is all how this happens is we start compensating and that goes up the chain. You start compensating one part of your body, then another part of the body has to compensate as a result and up, up we go. So if we can nip that in the butt, if we start chiseling away at those compensations by restoring, we're not, we're not reinventing, we're just restoring. It's already in the body. It's already in our DNA, this human movement. We just have to bring it back to the forefront to restore it. So the science of human movement is met with fitness, and it's such a great thing. We do this at Fitness Line Down all the time. We do our group warm-ups, so many of those restoration exercises. In our personal training, you're going to find those restoration exercises, and they're going to be in different spots in the workout. Sometimes they're in the beginning of the workout, more of a, a quote-unquote warm-up. They could be in the middle of the workout, kind of an anti-rotation, rotational exercise. They could be at the end of the workout, just as a little bit of a, I hate to say it, kind of a core burn, a core burner. But yeah, October, October 8th, 2022. Mark that on your calendar. If you have any questions, find a way to contact me. Most of you know where I am on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I've got email. I got all this stuff. I will be putting the link in the show notes. So I would love to see you. You are all invited, especially you. You right there. I'm talking to you. You are invited to this. It's a one-day event, October 8th, 2022. Okay, I'm done with that. Now, I think, though, that shameless plug, DVRT restoration course at Fitness Line Down in La Crosse, Wisconsin, October 8th, 2022. That shameless plug. I think this is a great way to segue into my topic that I wanted to discuss with you today. Is I'm sure you've all heard of this before, but an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. This is what I hear so many times. And it's really been brought to light in many situations here at Fitness Line Down, even recently. Uh, I think about one of our clients. Uh, she fell. Uh, she's just, you know, she lost her balance and she fell. Now we're talking about this. She didn't lose any training days. That's the beauty of the system is even if you have a little bit of a bump and a bruise and something's not feeling all the way right, you do not need to be 100% to come to fitness lying down and train. That is the beauty is that that continues to keep that consistency. The word I love to use all the time is sustainability. I, there's something about these multi-syllable itty words that I love to say consistency sustainability. I, that's all I got. Stability. <laughs> so this person comes in. Well, she first emails me, gives me the whole shebang. Like I fell, I kind of tweaked my knee a little bit. Um, I didn't necessarily land on it, but just the angle of the knee and the way that she fell, uh, you know, so, okay. I, I replied to the email and I said, I can't wait to see you tomorrow or the next day, whatever it was. And I, you know, I looked at her workout in advance and, you know, found out maybe things that could be modified, could be regressed just based on what she told me. And a lot of the times, I know this doesn't sound very professional or scientific. I like to just say, let's see how this goes. <laughs> and, you know, so most of the stuff I looked at, I was like, okay, this should be fine. Um, but let's see how this goes. And of course she went through the session. Everything was great. Now, after this session, we had a conversation and, you know, she just brought it to light. Like, you know, she's been with us for almost three years now. And she's definitely gained strength. And there's just some things you just can't avoid. I mean, you lose your balance, you fall. There's a cat on the steps, you break your ankle. I mean, there's just, we build resilient bodies. Yes, but it doesn't mean you're fully bulletproof and you're injury free. However, a healthy body is going to be a body that can bounce back quicker. This I know. 
And so we talked about the fact that her falling, the way that she was able to decelerate herself, that she didn't have to like injure more. And it was a very light injury. But I mean, how great was that? Somebody that maybe without our training, and this is something that cannot be measured, you know, prevention cannot necessarily be measured as much as like injury and recovery from injury. But we celebrated the fact that prior, you know, three years ago, if she would have fallen, I mean, this could have been a shoulder injury. This could have been a knee injury. This might've been a hip injury. This could have like taken her out of life for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. But now the fact that she, you know, she had a nurse and injury, which is something we all have to do. She didn't have to miss any training time and she was able to bounce back quicker. I think that's just amazing. Now, as we're talking about this, of course, we could talk about any kind of like fitness exercises. We mentioned before, if I'm not brushing my teeth, if I'm not taking care of my hygiene, my dental hygiene, that's going to cost me more down the road. So what I have to pay now, yes, in insurance, but you know how that all goes. But what I have to pay now is very minimal in order to stay healthy in my mouth that I don't need any tooth extractions. I don't need any fillings. I don't need the root canal. Now, this is not saying that this might not happen down the road. Who knows? But the chances, the probability that my dental costs down the road are going to be less because I'm taking care of my teeth now. I'm doing the small things. I mean, toothpaste, okay, might cost a little bit more than it did a year ago, but it doesn't cost me as much as it does to get a tooth took, taken out, to get a, a cap, to, I don't know all the dentist terms. Um, <laughs> You look at my smile. I got a huge gap in my mouth. I mean, what do you think I know about dentistry? Which is funny. I got a story about that, but I'm not going to share it today. <laughs> and I just laugh. Um, so fitness, I mean, here's the way, like we can get injured. Like I mentioned earlier, I broke an ankle a couple of years ago. I'm pretty certain that if I was doing traditional strength training, now here's, this is totally anecdotal. So take this with a grain of salt. Anybody out there that does traditional strength training, but I'm pretty certain that if I was doing traditional strength training, you know, both feet flat on the ground, barbell on my back, squatting, bench pressing, bicep curling, all this stuff, you know, some lunges here and there as quote unquote auxiliary work, I think I would have actually struggled more for my recovery. And uh, to be honest with you, this whole experience of breaking my ankle and recovering went so smooth. I mean, um, it didn't take me long to get back up on my feet and it didn't take me long to start training again. And all of a sudden it's like, I walk and I forget which ankle I broke. Now, maybe as I get older and the weather starts changing and I got some of that issues, like, you know, ooh, I feel it in my bones, but at the moment I don't have that issue and I'm still training so adamantly. I'm, I'm training with that intention. And I do think about my foot now even more, especially on the right side, because there are some exercises. Okay. Even though I mentioned that sometimes I forget which ankle I broke, there are some exercises that do expose that. And I, I embrace that. I embrace those exercises that make me struggle a little bit more. Because I know it's not just the muscles of that leg and that lower leg, it's the ligaments, it's the tendons, it's all those other surrounding places that are benefiting from me moving in the frontal plane, me moving side to side, me moving forward, me moving back, me pivoting, balancing on one leg, all this stuff plays in. And all the things that I'm doing this way are helping me now. This is my, this is my ounce of prevention. I just have to put in some work. And that's true. And everybody else should be having to put in some work because I tell you what, sometimes it's inconvenient to brush your teeth. It's like, oh, shoot, I got to brush my teeth before I go to bed, but I'm so tired. Maybe I'm just thinking about my kids right now. <laughs> you know, the whole, did you brush your teeth? Oh, I'm so tired. I can't brush my teeth. But yet I could stay up, watch some more TV if you wanted me to. 
Anyway, I digress. So that's, that's I, I think the traditional strength training, as much as, yes, it, it builds strength in certain body parts. It builds strength in certain ways. But that doesn't have so much of the carryover. As I always like to tell people, traditional strength training, and I know because I did it for so long, is just you being gym strong for the best part of this conversation. I threw my back out three times. I thought I was really strong because I could bench press X, Y, I could bench press X amount. I could squat this amount. I could deadlift this amount. Those big three exercises. I thought for where I was in my life, my age, my height, all this stuff, that this was actually pretty impressive weight that I was moving. But then why is it that when I went to go pick up my son, the last time I threw my back out, he was in a crib and is one of those three phases cribs. So, you know, when the child is young and they're not moving around, the, the, the bed's pretty high. And then as soon as they can start kind of standing and you don't want them to crawl out of the crib because it's quite a drop, you put it down a level. And then as soon as they can start climbing a little bit more, you put it all the way down to the bottom. So he was a little bit older, you know, still under a year, but I went to bend over, kind of go over that crib. And when I went to scoop him, he kind of made a funny move on me and tweaked or wet my back. And that was out of the three times I've injured my back. That was probably the worst. I, I was so just down and out. I mean, I still went to work. I still did what I had to do, but it was a struggle. And I just wonder, you know, of course, again, I want some prevention. I don't know, but I wonder if I was back then doing the DVRT training, the way I'm doing it now, if that would have been different. If even if I did kind of tweak my back, if it would have bounced back quicker, if it wouldn't have been such a painful experience. I guess I'll never know, but I do know this, that ever since I started doing DVRT training over seven years ago, there hasn't been that back issue. And I put myself in very vulnerable positions, but I knew that my core was strong. And this happens for all the clients that we talk to. And so many times people are just like, wow, this kind of training, I know that I could have done this last year. Or they'll, they'll bring up an instance that something happened, you know, um, retaining wall brick, um, just different things, especially now it's the summer. Everybody's taking care of their gardens, their lawns, carrying heavy objects that there's no way they would have done that before. But now not only are they strong enough to do it, they're also confident enough to do it. So right there, I mean, I keep plugging in how strong, yes, we all know the benefits and we're thinking about now, but what about those benefits down the road? Because I'm going to tell you this kind of training, there's, there's not a lot of uh, traditional training that challenges your balance and challenges your stability. And that's the great thing about how we do stuff is because it's not about how much weight we lift. It's about how well we can lift it. And when we take you from these different positions, these different holding positions, these different body positions, and we change that up, whether it be subtle or like slap in your face, you find out now that a lot of the exercises, a lot of the drills that you're performing, you have to engage the whole body. You have to create that efficiency of movement so you don't fall over. And that right there, I mean, we talk about how challenging that is in the gym today. And we talk about how much better I am right now. But I'm just so curious to see as we continue on how we're able to bounce back from maybe an injury down the road, how we're able to overcome a situation where maybe we would have fallen, we've gotten injured, but because we were strong, because we were able to, to respond quickly to a slip that we're able to get ourselves back. And that right there, that's power. And as we age, you know, everybody talks about you lose strength first. No, actually, you lose power first. You lose the ability to move explosively. And even moving explosively could be when you slip to regain your composure so that you actually don't fall. That's a power move right there. But that takes strength. 
that takes stability, that takes mobility, that takes a lot of things all together. And that's what power is. As we get older, as we become grandmas and grandpas, right? Just even walking is a moment of power for somebody to, to walk, to take that step forward all of a sudden now. And we, uh, maybe I've talked about this many times. I talk about it so much is grandma and grandpa start shuffling. They don't take the long strides. And why is that? Well, because it's not, I mean, maybe they are scared. Yes, but their brain is saying, you're not strong enough. You're not stable enough to take such a step because we have to worry about falling over. And that's what we call the frontal plane. They're, they're moving forward. Yes, that's the sagittal plane. So they're moving forward, but every step they take now, think about with that step, just kind of freeze frame that in your mind. There's that side to side force that you have to resist. And so if grandma and grandpa take a normal gait pattern that they did 20 years ago, chances are their bodies aren't ready for that. And they could fall over because they're not strong. They're not stable. They don't have that balance. So as a youth, like, yeah, we can do that all the time. No problems. But when we get injured, when we get older, we start changing that walking pattern. And that right there, though, that could become an issue down the road, too, because all of a sudden now I have to start compensating. This is something I was talking about earlier with that restoration course, October 8th, 2022, fitness line down. It's in the show notes. <laughs> I keep plugging it. I apologize. Um, but the compensations, this is where those things start arising that we have to start taking care of other things. So let's say, let's say it's a broken ankle. And let's say that ankle never actually recovered properly. So now what's going to end up happening? It might be, it's just going to go up the chain. It's going to become a knee issue. And then it's become a hip issue, then a low back issue. And then maybe a shoulder blade issue. Then maybe a shoulder joint issue. It just continues to crawl up the body. So what used to be a broken ankle, now I might be going to the chiropractor two times a week, whatever, five times a month to go ahead and, you know, get those adjustments. And for me right there, like that costs money. That costs money. And then that also costs time. Now, if we need to see, uh, like, I want to make sure disclaimer here. <laughs> I don't want anybody going home and go to the chiropractor and be like, hey, that guy at the Fitness Line Down podcast said I don't have to go to the chiropractor. Listen, if you have to go see your clinician, do so. I mean, if you got PT, go see your PT. If you got a chiropractor, go see your chiropractor. I don't want to dismiss that. But I have found in my years of fitness, especially with the DVRT training, that a lot of people, they still go see their chiropractor, you know, almost like their dentist. Every now and then they go see them for adjustment or if something does get a little haywire, they do need them to make that adjustment. I, okay, that's great. I'm not against that. But what I find out is that they start seeing them less. And here we go. The ounce of prevention, the pound of cure. So if I have to start paying less money to go see people, I think this is a great thing. I think it's amazing, right? Now, part of my um, I've talked about this. I think I talked about this before in the podcast. I talk about it all the time in the gym. Another way that it's a self-care thing, but it's also for me, it is part of my prevention is I go, um, I go to a zone therapy. Zone therapy is amazing for me. Um, I started doing it because just with my broken ankle. Um, and when did I start that? I started that like in October, 2022. So it's almost been two years, but I started that, you know, because like, well, I think it'd be great if we can you know, increase some more blood circulation, you know, basically zone therapy. It's not just a foot rub. It's not a foot massage. It's actually all these parts of your feet have connections to your body. And I totally dig that. I understand that. And I sometimes experience it. And there are some spots where it's like, Ooh, that's a little tender. 
Um, I'm trying to remember the one time where it was very tender. I think it was like my kidneys. I wasn't getting enough hydration. So kidneys were angry at me and my foot rub was telling me the same thing. So I do that. And then I also add uh, a full body massage because I just know for my body, this is a great thing because my body is kind of my work, right? Like when I'm out on the floor, I'm training people. So I need my body to be healthy. I need to make sure that what I'm proclaiming to people, I myself am practicing. So for me, that's my ounce of prevention. And I know like a lot of this stuff is going to help me down the road. It's already helping me now, um, but it's going to keep me healthy. So the strength training, all the different training that we do DVRT. So I call it strength training, but it's what we call movement strength. So it's not just muscles getting strong, ligaments and tendons. And think about that too. I just feel like I'm going all over the board now, which is, which means I'm on fire here. I get really excited, shiny object moment, but think about it this way, you know, I remember growing up and finding out that, you know, when you do the traditional strength training and you increase the muscle growth, you increase the muscle strength, that's great. However, the ligaments and tendons usually take a little bit longer to catch up. And so when I keep increasing the weight that I'm lifting, whatever exercise it would be, the muscles can respond and adapt pretty easily, but sometimes they outgrow the response of the ligaments and tendons. Now, if I'm totally wrong in this, I wish somebody would correct me, but this is how I've been feeling. That's the thought process. But now with the DVRT training, that muscular, that not muscular, that movement strength, the muscles are included, but the ligaments and tendons are necessary as well. And they all grow together at their own pace, but nobody outgrows the other. So all this kind of training is so good for the ligaments and tendons. So that's why, I mean, honestly, I had a high ankle sprain. I had to have some repair on a, a tendon, but being able to bounce back, being able to have that that ability to recover quickly. And what did that do for me? That allowed me to get back on the training floor earlier. Well, I should say earlier, I wasn't inhibited and couldn't get back out when I should have. Now, disclaimer, asterisk, that when I was actually ready to start walking again on my own power, um, waited, <laughs> 2020 hit, and I was out of the job for a couple months. But the side note, I was ready to go. And I, all that kind of stuff, though, when we accumulate all that preventative stuff, all that preventative work that we're doing, I should call it stuff, because we have to put in the work. This isn't just something where I can hang out and wish it upon myself that I'm stronger. I mean, it, it might not feel like an ounce. It might actually, while you're in the middle of your training session, it might feel like a pound. It might feel like, oh, this is so heavy on me. But the more that we can do that, and again, the more we can be consistent the more that we have something that offers us sustainability. Jumping from a program to a program, meaning I'm at a gym for a while, I get my butt kicked for six weeks, great. I don't know if I want to join this gym. Maybe I join it for a year. Okay, I still continue on. And, you know, maybe there's some injury that happens there. Maybe maybe the, the training is more intense than my body can, uh, can recover from. Injuries happen that way. But no matter what, like, okay, I'm bored here because all they do is the same thing over and over again, just different ways in a different order. So I'm going to jump over to that gym. I joined their six-week program. All right, great. This is fun because it's new. This is all great stuff. I get bored. Shiny object moment. Let's go to this gym. That kind of jumping around in the gyms doesn't, doesn't give you the body the ability to build on top of, like that's our training sessions here, our lessons. And every time you come in, there's new lessons that are learned. And every time you come in, that builds on the old lessons. So each session just continues to build on top of each other. And that's really important, especially as we're growing, is that we want to make sure that we can stay with 
I mean, one system. Of course, this sounds like a, a plug to join my gym and stay at my gym forever. And wouldn't that be great? Uh, you know, we do lose clients. That's true. But we do gain clients. And we gain a lot of clients that actually, one of my favorite things when people come in is when they tell me they hate exercising. For me right there, that's such a great selling point for me. Because their way of exercising before is the one where it's sweaty. It's tiresome. It's, it gets boring. I have never, ever heard anybody talk about fitness line down being boring here. You know, just those subtle changes we make, those little sprinkles, allows for that neural component. So you might be doing like a squat, but who knows which kind of squat we're doing. Are we doing a bilateral squat, both feet flat on the ground? Are we doing a sprinter stance squat? Are we doing a split squat? Are we doing a lateral squat? Are we doing a sprinter stance to stand squat? Meaning I'm going to add a little locomotion. Am I holding the bag? Am I holding the bag in the front loaded position? Am I holding the bag on the fist? Am I offset? Is the bag on my shoulder? Do I have a kettlebell instead? Am I, am I squatting and rowing? So you see, there's like, and that's just a scratching the surface of how many different squats we have. So we're honoring the movement pattern, yes. And the clients, you know, they just think, oh my goodness, this is a whole different exercise. But they see it different than us. We see it as the movement pattern. But they're like, man, this is a different, I haven't done this exercise ever. It's like, well, actually, a couple months ago, you did something similar. So for any of our FLD people that are listening to this, hopefully I'm not blabbing too much. But yes, there's a lot of times you might be doing a lot of the same exercises, but just differently. And that's because of that neural adaptation. So when we make those small changes. That keeps you in the game. That keeps you engaged. And that keeps you coming back for more so that you don't get bored. So you're not searching for another gym because a lot of the times it's just the same thing over and over again in a different location. You come here, totally different. So that sustainability, I think this is where I was going with. When I can stay sustainable in my training, then my body can continue growing and I can continue getting stronger. So it's not just a matter of like doing basically the same thing over there, but in a different order. A lot of trainers, and I wish that we would know this. I wish that trainers would be understanding this. This would make my job so much even better if I had more people on this side so we could speak the same language about how you can manipulate. You can change some of these small things, the holding positions, the body positions, the range of motion to either progress or regress people and keeping them sustainable. Because I would rather people do more fitness than have to go to see the PT all the time. And I say this, and I say this like, I never try to overstep my boundaries. I never try to go outside of my lane of expertise. You know what I am? I'm a strength coach. I'm a fitness professional. That's what I do. I don't pretend that I'm a physical therapist. I don't pretend I'm a chiropractor. But even you know, a couple episodes ago, I had Dan Swinsco here, and he, he reiterated this, is knowing what we know here in the fitness industry can help us keep people in the game of life. Okay. The fact that we do have a lot of clients, and I shouldn't say a lot. We have clients. A lot sounds like a, you know, a lot sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But we do have clients who actually, after being with us for a while, say that they are stopping their PT visits because of the benefits that they receive here. They've been doing PT for so long. PT has not worked. You know, it works short term for them. And there's a lot of reasons for this. I'm not talking down to PTs at all about this. As I mentioned before. I think they're overworked. A lot of times it's just like, we got to get the patients in and out because we have more patients waiting and we only have so many people on staff. Like I, I think PTs are great. I think they're necessary, but if we could help them out in the fitness industry and be able to understand the science of the human movement, to understand that the body has all these different connections and maybe your shoulder injury on one side might actually be a foot problem on the other side. And if we can make those connections for people, voila, 
all of a sudden now you're going to be moving better and you're going to be as everybody. I mean, this is why we go to clinicians, right? Is because, because we don't want to be in pain. Now I don't, I don't cure people. I don't fix people again, just fitness. But what I do is I make people better and better is good. So all the times that people go and they pay money out of pocket to go see these PTs, to go see these chiropractors. And again, short-term relief, but they keep going back with that same injury. And this is something that we understand so well nowadays is that the number one injury is actually a previous injury to that same spot. So if you're having low back issues, most likely you're going to, cause you're having low back issues until we can actually get to the root of the problem. And maybe your low back issue is a foot problem. I keep saying that, right? It's like, how could my low back problem be a foot problem? Maybe your low back problem is a hand problem. Maybe you need a little DVRT restoration. You guys already know the date, October 8, 2022, fitness line down. But maybe you need to get those exercises, those solutions. So not just exercises, but that you can get those solutions so you can find a way to become stronger without having to spend all it. Because here's the other thing, right? Is another way that we can do the ounce of prevention better than the pound of cure? How many times do I tell people in my gym, I don't want to see you here all the time. I remember back in the day, I would spend hours every week in the gym. I'd spend one to two hours a day in the gym, five, maybe six times a week. I don't know how I, <laughs> no wife, no kids. I don't know what I did with my time. I worked out a lot, but I can't expect people to be putting that much time into their sessions. I cannot expect them to put that much time in and nor do I really want them to. I think there's a negative thing, almost too much. And people have a life to live. So they have work that demands their time. They have family life that demands their time for all good reasons. They need their own time as well. So why would I want them to be bringing, in, bringing themselves in here daily for hours? Makes no sense. What if I can give them what they need in a short amount of time? Meaning, what if they came in twice a week for an hour each time? A lot of people are like, I can do that. I can find two hours out of my week to come in. And then it's up to us to make sure that that session is effective and efficient. And that's what we do. We've been doing that for a while now. You know, for group sessions, a lot of people come in three times a week, but our group sessions from warm up to cool down is 45 minutes long. And for a lot of people, that's like, that's doable. If all of a sudden I told you my group session is an hour and a half and you're going to be coming in four days a week, that may not be so doable. And then they start experiencing, everybody starts experiencing the results of putting in this work. All of a sudden they feel stronger. Their core feels more stable, feels more balanced in their step. And how great is that? Whether you're doing personal training or group training. So being able to save money on training as well, like that you don't have to continue and saving money doesn't necessarily mean, well, I should say <laughs> saving money is saving money, but we shouldn't just be looking at the cost of money. Because for a lot of times, now here's another little tangent I'm going on. I think this is kind of funny. Is in our gym, you walk in, there's not a lot of equipment. And yes, it might be a little bit more costly to be a fitness lying down than the YMCA, than Anytime Fitness, than Snap Fitness. And isn't it funny that you go into those different gyms and all of a sudden, like the floor is just packed with equipment. You have everything at your disposal. You have barbells, you have benches, you have treadmills, you have cycles, you have ellipticals, you have maybe some kettlebells, you have all these different pieces of equipment. You have these machines of equipment too. All this for what? 20 bucks a month. But here's the problem. And so many people go to those gyms 
And, you know, they have the best of intentions. We always do. It's like, I need to make a change with my body. They recognize that, yes, it is time to make that change. So I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to start committing to working out three days a week, four days a week, whatever. But they walk in and they don't really know, even if they get the quote unquote orientation. I know because I used to be the orientation guy at Snap Fitness. Somebody would come in, they'd sign up and it was my job to take them through the machines, show them how to use them, show them how to adjust the seat. And all the whole while though, I was trying to sell personal training so that they would sign up with me. But so somebody comes through, they decide not to do personal training because guess what? That costs a little bit too much money, they say. So I'm just going to stick with the machines here. And they come in and, you know, right away, if they're doing something a little bit different, there's going to be a training stimulus. Yes. But what happens is either they get bored or they actually don't know what to do anymore. It's like, I don't know how to use those barbells over there. I don't know how to, what should I do with the dumbbells? And the worst thing that I see people do is they start watching people doing whatever and then they try to mimic that. And oh boy, <laughs> this is an episode all in itself. So what happens though? They're like, okay, I, I don't know how to use the equipment. I'm scared to use the equipment. I do not want to get injured. So I'm going to just go over here and I'm going to walk in the treadmill. And it's a nice day outside. So maybe I don't want to walk in the treadmill. Maybe I'm going to stay outside. Maybe I'm just not feeling like working out today. So I'm going to just pass the gym by, maybe give it a little wave. And after a while, we kind of actually stop because we fall out of that pattern. We fall out of that rhythm. And maybe we're continuing to pay the 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, whatever it is. But we never use the gym. So how is that on your investment? But if you go somewhere that, like our gym, has minimal equipment, but you're not coming for the equipment. You're not renting our space out like you would at a traditional box gym. You are coming because there are professionals here that are creating a program for you and can coach you and to make those necessary adjustments. So if you come in and your back's a little wonky, if your shoulder's a little upset, hey, we got you. We know what to do. You don't get that in other gyms. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I'm going to skip my workout today because my knee hurts. Well, here we don't have that problem because people are like, I know that when I come in, you guys are going to take care of me and I'm going to feel better on the way out. There's that sustainability now. Plus the accountability. Hey, there's another multi-syllable itty word, accountability. They keep asking that gym. Nobody there's keeping them accountable. The only time they ever want to keep you accountable, again, I know this from working at these gyms, is, hey, your membership's about to expire. Are you ready to renew? Well, I haven't been to your gym for six, seven, eight months. Why would I want to renew? Okay, fair enough, you know. Um, but here, I mean, the accountability. I tell you what, if we don't see somebody for like seven days and we didn't know that they were anywhere else, we're calling them. We're texting them. And sometimes <laughs> there's a lot of people here. You kind of forget that, oh, that person did say they were going to be out of town. So we text them anyway. And they're like, oh, I told you I was going to be out of town. But everybody says, thanks for checking up on me. Because that's so important. So now all of a sudden they make an appointment to come to the gym. They're going to honor that appointment more. They're going to hold that appointment because they know that there's somebody on the other side of that appointment that is waiting for them with a smile to train them. And so, yeah, this might be a little bit more quote unquote expensive, but I, I see it as more valuable. That's the word I want to use. Not expensive, but valuable. So even the person that didn't want to sign on the personal trainer, whether that's me or somebody else, because it costs too much. Well, they're just not at that point right now where they're ready to invest really into their health. They're at the, they're at the beginning stages. Bless their heart for being there. But they, this is what we need in the fitness industry. We need professionals that know what they're doing. I don't just walk into a doctor's office and put on my own blood pressure cuff check out my heart rate. Now I could do all this stuff. I don't go into the surgery clinic and I don't perform my own surgery. I don't pretend to. 
I know that there's people there that know what they're doing. So sometimes we should be thinking about this in fitness and we don't because I don't think we value fitness as well. I think we kind of start now, especially after the, the pandemic and shutting down, realizing, hey, I need to start taking care of my health. I realize that a lot of my, my issues, my little, and you know, if you get hit by a car and you got some chronic pain, that's one thing. But if your shoulder bothers you, you don't know necessarily why that shoulder bothers you. If your back's achy and you haven't been blown up by a car at all, those are some of those acute injuries, we call them, that where if you just start moving around and you start doing the right things, things are going to be feeling better pretty quick. And then guess what? We all know that you should be getting physical activity. We know everybody should be strength training. This is all research. I think even the government has recommendations on this stuff that you should be strength training once, one or two times a day or two. No, check that. You should be strength training one or two times a week. You should be doing cardiovascular things. All this stuff has been documented. And guess why it's documented? It's because it's showing that you're going to be having a better chance of a healthier lifestyle. Not a healthier lifestyle, a healthier life by improving that lifestyle. And if you can go to a gym, like a fitness line down, and you can actually have fun there. See, a lot of people, they get bored in the fitness world, as I mentioned before, and it becomes just a chore. It's not fun anymore. Nobody's talking to you. Everybody's kind of got their pods in. They're listening to their own music. It's very antisocial. But if you can find that environment where everybody's cheering and high-fiving, talking to you, and you're also getting a workout. You, sometimes you don't even know. It's like, holy cow, I just got a workout, but I, I had a great time. Wow, that was amazing. That's what we do here. So I just strongly suggest, again, big plug-in for DVRT, is if you don't know anything about this, contact me. I would love to talk to you about this. I would love to find ways and solutions that we can help, whether it be if you're in the area and you can come to our gym, whether it be that you don't live so close, but you're willing to invest. You're willing to invest in a couple sandbags. You're willing to invest in a fitness professional. We do online coaching. We do virtual coaching. This is stuff that we like to offer for people because everybody deserves to be strong so that we can be strong, that we can be mobile, that we can be agile, resilient. So all of a sudden that ounce of prevention really adds up against that pound of cure. So a lot of talking today. Hopefully you stuck with me. <laughs> if not, I apologize. I will be bringing guests on. It's been a while since I've been at the mic by myself. I think I did okay. Um, anyway, October 8th. 2022 DVRT restoration fitness line down final plug until the next time that we meet my friends godspeed <laughs>